With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 302 with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I am your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 302. So each week we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time, along with our new bi-weekly Monday through Thursday, every day of the week, Monday through Thursday, on Clubhouse, the app. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tools for view this week are multiples. Uh, this actually is an inspiration from our conversation in Clubhouse this past week, where we tended to get a little centric on restaurants. Uh, given the recovery process or attempted recovery process of our industry during this transition in COVID and its impact on our society, um, we're finding, of course, there's lots of mitigating factors associated with our ability to do business. One of them, of course, is labor shortage, which we had before COVID, but now has been exacerbated even farther by COVID. People finding other positions, getting out of our industry, finding better opportunities and them in a long-term career sense, and not cultivating more people to come back to our industry uh, at the levels that we need them, uh, whether it be hotels, restaurants, or what have you. But we focused on restaurants, and we realized that there is lots of things that restaurants can do to better improve their ability to engage and help with their guests, which we'll talk about in our technique this week here very shortly. But I want to talk about certain tools that have become very useful and are useful for restaurants to consider. The first one is going to seem a little off the beaten path, but uh, has relevance and that is AIWIFI.io, AIWIFI.io. Um, as we all know, uh, Wi-Fi is a living existence of our, our transitions between where we go from one place to the next. Wi-Fi is the most critical component associated with ho- uh, hotels. Uh, I'm putting this in the context of our restaurant discussion today, but AI Wi-Fi for any place that wants to offer Wi-Fi services to its guests is a great gateway software. Uh, there's very expensive vendors out there, thousands of dollars really to mitigate your Wi-Fi. Now, it's not as simple as saying, oh, I'm just going to put a router in my lobby and put a guest passcode on and let people use it that way at their own risk. Yes, that works, and no, it's bad for you. Um, lots of reasons. One, hackers destroy those things, and secondly, um, they don't have a really good strong range. Of course, if you have more space within your building, you need to have a nesting of, of several different routers to go over and, and cover the area. And yes, there is a lot of great prosumer and consumer con, uh, product out there that you can put within your, your smaller-than-normal operation uh, to facilitate that, restaurants included. You could put a router and several other routers with it, uh, all connected 
together into a mesh network uh, that would provide great Wi-Fi coverage for your restaurant, uh, which is incredibly valuable. People want that. However, uh, it's also easily hacked because being a public space that you are, if they come in, uh, there's somebody that always will be malicious, just plan on it. And they're going to go over and create uh, ways of garnering information or mimicking you and what have you. And there's platforms like AI Wi-Fi that help with that process. Uh, You can create it also as a great marketing tool because it provides a gateway that you can cultivate a relationship with those that are signing into your Wi-Fi to coordinate a means of further uh, communication with them, whether it be allowing you to do SMS messaging in the future tense if you ask for that information and or their email and or their social platforms. But it's a great platform to mitigate your offering of Wi-Fi in your business. We'll leave it at that for now. The next one is one that I've used uh, over the time. It depends on its availability in market, and that is called Tabbed Out. Tabbed Out is a platform that's very handy for a lot of reasons in COVID right now, where it allows you to um, basically run and pay for a tab in the platform with a restaurant that's participating. It helps you segment a, a ticket up between your friends. It allows you to pay with touchless. It does some pretty cool stuff. So literally, it allows you to create a tab in a restaurant that is participating. It's acknowledged by the POS system at the property at the, at the restaurant and you simply can pay and it mitigates one of the problems that we'll talk about here in the next section the next one i want to talk about is a really good marketing tool that has been very effective in times past and called that's biz and its location is at website.thatbiz.com all these links by the way will be available in the show notes we'll get to that that's biz is really cool in the sense of creating a timely effective marketing program to those people that are connected with you via social and or email uh, or even on a, an sms messaging um, and we'll talk about the functionalities of it, but it allows you to create a customizable QR code for an offer, a timely offer that you can either quantify it, fence it by the number of offers that you're giving and or the time that it's available to be uh, validated. We'll get to that. The next one is to create QR codes beyond what that space does for itself is to create your own QR codes. This is for menu selection. If you want uh, touchless menus where people can scan a QR code and look at your menu um, and you need to create a QR, QR code that does that, Jot URL does a tremendously excellent job of creating customizable QR codes as well as tracking the usages of them in lots of different ways and also what you point them to and you can always update things without having to change QR codes and what have you. So JotURL.com and we've mentioned that in other reasons before in our podcast and the last one i want to refer to is also something we mentioned in previous podcasts but for obviously the twist on restaurants and that is rewardsly r-e-w-a-r-d-s-l-y.co this is a great platform for creating a um, in-house rewards program now no it doesn't connect to your pos system and there are platforms that have this integration capability but they're way more expensive this is a very cheap and affordable think of it as a punch card mentality buy fourth get fifth free kind of thing it keeps track of it it keeps track of that person how often they come back in the engagement it's really a very neat touchless uh, platform for creating a rewards program for your particular restaurant so those are our tools we're going to get to why we're bringing all those tools together but ai wi-fi tabbed out that's biz wait list uh jot url and Rewardsly. Now, Waitlist we didn't talk much about because it's been integrated into Yelp. We'll talk more about all the platforms available for what it does in our next segment, which is our Technique of the Week. Now, for this week's Hospitality Technique. So our technique this week is to dine or not to dine. That is the question. I'm trying to be Shakespearean in my comments, uh, or in my th- topics at least. Um, 
we are talking about restaurants today and we're talking about ways to efficiently create a better user experience of those people coming to our restaurants by knowing that we don't have the amount of labor that we would like to have or being able to afford the labor that we need to have in all honesty but still accommodating for the demands to our restaurant facilities or food and beverage facilities whether it be in the hotel or as a standalone um with that, you need tools to ex- expedite the touch points, the contact points associated with what guests need to interact with your business. The ability to find you, the ability to um, know what you're offering, the ability to pay you, the ability to interact with you and to learn what offers there may be available and to reward them for being a repetitive guest. That's kind of where I picked these tools from. There's many more tools we can talk about. We can talk about ways as a means of identifying advertisement in your GPS uh, programs that are out there, including Google Maps and everything else. Uh, but we're centric on these. And there's a handful of these enough already to talk about. So let's take all those tools we just mentioned earlier, the AI Wi-Fi, the tabbed out, that's biz, wait list, jot URL and rewards name, put them into the context of how they can intercede in certain pieces and components of the, the services that you are offering as a restaurant. We're not talking about delivering services. Those are website functions and our other platforms that can do that for you if you don't want to take it internally yourself. These are meant to collaborate and coordinate your guests' interaction with you. AI Wi-Fi, of course, if the guests are coming as they are now, beginning to merge back into restaurants. And they're going to spend time there because this is an outing for them now. It's not just what it used to be before COVID, which was a function of dining. I need to grab a lunch. I need to go. Not that those don't exist, but there's a propensity right now for people to stretch it out a little bit. This is a chance they haven't been going, going to restaurants in person for a long time. And so by going, they're going to spend a little bit more time there, perhaps. Well, with that being the case, they need Wi-Fi. Rather than just give it and have the pro- the problems of associated with giving it, as I mentioned, with hackers and what have you. Getting a platform like AI Wi-Fi allows you to coordinate your communication with them. Hi, thank you. Please sign up. By the way, did you know we have this lunch special today or that we have this, this rewards program that you can join in? Or can we reach out to you if we have a special that you like? If there's a particular item that you'd like to come here for, uh, to have and we make that a special or we offer that as something we want to give you as an incentive, can we reach out to you via email, via SMS versus social? This is a platform that you can allow yourself to create that communication link. Not everybody's going to do it. They're just going to decline. No, I just want to eat and not, I just want Wi-Fi. That's fine. But at least it gives you a means of controlling, securing, and also communicating via Wi-Fi. The next is, if I'm getting to come to your restaurant, there's two touch points that are very painful. One is the delay at the beginning of getting attention of your service if the server is overwhelmed, which it easily is because we have a lot of diminished labor. And so we may try to see people earlier than the server can get to them. And the second is, of course, and this is the bane of all servers, the loss of what might have been a great tip because they didn't realize that the guest was wanting to leave. And now there's a stopwatch that gets started as to how long it takes before the guest can get their check to get out. And every tick of that stopwatch is a tick less of money they're going to give you as a server. No matter how good you were up to that point, you can literally leak it away by missing this gap between when they're interested in leaving versus when you get them to check and facilitate their closure of finances. Um, Unfortunately, this is the worst critical point for a server to lose what potentially was going to be a good compensation for their efforts of service. Tabbed out helps with that because what it does do is in the functionalities of if the restaurant is participating, I can set up a tabbed out code. What happens is I come in, I meet my friends. I tell the server when they come up and meet and greet us that I have a tabbed out account. They ask me the code that had been provided by the platform. Now, already on the platform, I've put a method of payment in there and so forth that is already on on account. And so 
as soon as the order goes in in the back the server will put in the pos system this tab down account number which means now on my phone i can see exactly what i have ordered how much is going to cost me and also in comparison to the rest of the table what my portion of that is uh now going through the process maybe i have to leave earlier than my my, my friends and so forth so the table is not giving the indication to the server that we're ready to leave some of my other co-diners might still be dining or stocking or ordered another drink or something but i need to go Rather than me negatively impact the tip because I'm looking forward to try to find my server's attention, who is, as we know, very busy given the fact of lack of labor at this point or labor resources, uh, I've now begun to diminish my tip to them because I can't get their attention. Well, on TabDot, I simply go up and say, okay, yes, I'm going to pay that for that, 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 and that. Maybe I put in some more money for other people. Or maybe I'm going to buy somebody else's lunch. I indicate those. Hit method of payment, which is already on file. Pay it. I'm done. I walk out the door. The server gets notified that I'm not walking out on a tab. I paid. Very helpful, also touchless in the, in the in the scope of what I have to touch that the restaurant is providing versus what I touch, which is my personal stuff, which is my phone. Now, with that comes also the marketing tools, the things that we want to do to get out to the public to make them aware of what we're we offering. This brings us to the platform of That's Biz. That's Biz is really cool, and I've used this persistently, where, say for instance, a chef is going to make a great lunch special that day. Uh, but also 30% of their seating is outdoors and there's a good chance there's going to be weather that day. So he wants to incentivize people to come to the restaurant who might think differently, thinking that, well, it's going to rain and if they're busy, I'm not going to be able to get inside or whatever. So they offer a two for one or a half off the second or a free appetizer, whatever it is. He makes it available that day and says it's only good between 12 and 2 o'clock or it's only good for 100 people. 100 redemptions or whatever. So what happens is it gets pushed out on social media platform and also the website and or email push if you have a, or SMSing, okay? And it gives them a link to a QR code. And this is the cool part of this. Every camera on any phone of any server can scan and it will just say this is valid or invalid. They don't have to download anything. There's no additional hardware that has to be purchased. It's really just the person says, hey, I got this QR code for this special today. Buy one, get one. And the server says, can you hold it front for a second? They take out their phone. They scan it and immediately tells them, hey, this is valid. Now the server knows that when they put the food order in the back, they use the promotion that was indicated to them for that day special. And that will adjust the bill accordingly for whatever they offer was it makes it spontaneous it makes it easy it makes it convenient it makes it functional it makes it a very real solution to food and beverage operations on a daily basis which brings us to the wait list platform now i used to use waitlist before it got eaten up by yelp yelp also ate up a lot of other platforms so what i do uh, have in our show notes is a link to the top six platforms um, excuse me, yeah, top six options for restaurants to create a virtual wait list. Pretty much there's Yelp waits list, there's open table, there's table ready, there's wait list me, next me, and wait a while. Um, the functionality of it is this. Um, for, for restaurants that do not take reservations, there's a wait list. Usually you're standing around or loitering around the entrance to the restaurant waiting to be called out to be seated. It's a wait list. Obviously, with COVID, that is not a preferable relationship, especially if there's a density requirement municipal-wise that they're not allowing this to happen. And or you just personally don't feel comfortable hanging around a group of people in close proximity and or in a small little reception area waiting to be called. So this puts you onto the list digitally. 
uh, the part I liked about wait list that it used to do and has some components still of is that it would tell me the estimated weight. It would put it onto a tablet interface for the hostess, the receptionist, to know where you were in the list, to know where you were in the queue for when the tables were available. And it would tell me as the consumer, hey, you're a, it's a half hour wait. Okay, fine. I can wait in the car or I could be in route to the restaurant. I don't have to actually be there. So once I get there, if there's a delay of me being seated from what they originally told me, it would say, hey, sorry, it's going to be an extra 10 minutes, but show this to the bartender whose name is Bob and, and the first drink's on us. There's a way to facilitate communication where the receptionist isn't, or the hostess isn't running around or host is running around. Oh, Mr. Smith, was always going to be an extra 10 minutes. Here's some vouchers for some drinks if you want to go to the bar or whatever. It facilitates the lack of labor to be able to do this. The technology helps you in this. The technology satisfies that communication. So you're like, oh, crap, another 10 minutes. But you know what? I got a free drink. Sure, I'll just go to the bar and grab it. Uh, or you can say, hey, look, I, I, there's no space at the bar. Can I just get it delivered? And then the, then the person can chase you down going, oh, party of gray. Yeah, sure. Uh, what would you like to drink? I'll bring it over to you. That's where these technology things help. So the waitlist platforms, very functional, very useful, very helpful. Um, and very much available. So there's several of them that, like I said, the link I put into the show notes for this. The next one I want to talk about is Jot URL. And we've used this in Dialog for other reasons. Today I'm going to talk about it, about its QR creation code. Jot URL is a, a, a URL abbreviator. It, sh- it shrinks it down to a smaller usable link. You know, we often see address links that have this long trail of UTM parameter string tracking things on it that's way too unwieldy for most things. Jot URL reduces them down. It's like Bitly and a few other places. It shrinks them down. But other than creating custom short links, which is what those are, um, it also goes over and creates great custom QR, uh, QR codes, which can be the color of your choice, your logo in the middle of it. It could have a different design feature to it. You have lots of functionality things that are really cool about it. The nice part is, is once you build it, it goes to the destination you tell it to go to. It'll track all the analytics associated with it. But most importantly, should you need to change where that URL goes to, you can change that without changing the QR code which makes it kind of neat so that once you print these things up, like say for instance, put a QR code uh, table tent on a table to say our menu is located here. Yes, you drive it to your website's menu page, which should be a lot more robust than it probably is, which is not a static PDF image, just so you know. But in it, you can go over and see it. Now, of course, if you have the functionality of being able to order and all these other integrations, that that makes it even cooler. But JotURL is great for making great custom QR codes that you can use for a variety of things. So that's Jot URL. The last one I want to refer to is a platform that we're just recently being using more and more of, and that is Rewardsly. Rewardsly is replacing the punch card. Now, there are lots of other platforms. We use some very robust, very expensive in comparison, uh, platforms that integrate with POS and PMS systems so that you can create gift cards, which this does. It creates incentives, which this does. It keeps track of who's signed up, which this does. It just doesn't integrate into your PMS or POS system. It's a separate running entity. It allows you to take the data and send emails, incentives, SMS messaging. It does all the functions except for integrate with your POS or PMS system. Uh, It creates gift cards if you want to do it with a method of payment gateway. So if somebody wants to buy a gift card, they can. It creates a membership relationship platform functionality, uh, incredibly affordable, especially in comparison to everything else that it's being compared to, and very functional in that regards. So there is our overview of our restaurants based on our conversation from Clubhouse this week. 
uh, about restaurants and the things that they can do to help with their process of improving their touch points with their guests without the need of additional labor to do so. And that is our technique of the week of to dine or not to dine. That is the question. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So our news and show review, our guest co-host was Adele Gutman from AdeleGutman.com, Tammy Carlisle from... Um, excuse me, Milestone Internet, Dean Schmidt with Basecamp Meta, and Melissa Cavanaugh with Fuel Travel. Fun, open discussion. Uh, we talked about just it really kind of a smorgasbord of items. We pounced around on lots of fun things. We did finally get Robert's curated list uh, from Rock Cheetah, which, by the way, if you ever want to get a great weekly list of what's going on, uh, it is from Robert Cole with Rock Cheetah, and you can sign up for free this newsletter at bit.ly bit.ly forward slash rock cheetah all lowercase no space besides some of those topics he brought into effect um we did talk about some interesting things airlines launching in markets like charleston because of course adele was there and she was talking about these new airlines that are opening up to sub markets to sub markets um we did have fun showing apple's uh, new ad about privacy which would really convinced uh, adele in particular that she wanted to turn off uh, these privacy settings on some of these apps because it very visually showed how invasive this data collection was from a lot of these apps but it did not show on the other side of that dialogue the benefit of having the personalization that they provide it showed the negative they did a brilliant job of showing the negative but they didn't show the positive by having shared data the ability to personalize what's being shared with you so you don't have to slog through a tremendous amount of unrelated or irrelevant ads that have no interest in by you but we had that dialogue as well. I did get to announce that we launched our first and only, in the, as far as I know, globally, the only TV channel dedicated to hospitality. There is a linear component to this at hospitalitychannel.tv, which is a perpetually running of our shows and podcasts and other content of live episodes that we do. And as we cover conferences, unique, exclusive content associated to live coverages of those and presentations from industry leaders throughout the world that are part of our program, um, they will be on all that. Plus, also, it is launching next week on Roku TV, Apple TV, Google TV, uh, Google Play, um, uh, and Amazon, uh, Kindle, and, and all the rest of those. So it's on all of those. That is a subscription service. The free one is at hospitalitychannel.tv. The subscription service, which you, if you, to be on those platforms, you need to pay to be on those platforms. So hence, we have to charge for you to get the content, which will even have more unique content on it than just our linear channel on hospitalitychannel.tv but lots of great uh, how-to content uh, training content uh, in addition to presentations um, broadcasts um, live coverages of events that will all be on our channels on those four platforms and we'll integrate that within our hospitality tv which goes in combination with our hospitality club which is a paid for premium service of people that don't need a third party uh contract for constant dialogue but they need a equitable resource that um they pay to have answers and methodologies taught to them that they want uh, information on without the commitment of a fully dedicated third party team constantly being on your payroll so to speak on a monthly basis so these are all integrated pieces we got to announce more of that on the show um we also talked a little bit about the restaurant discussions we just had as to the functionalities that restaurants need. Uh, we did talk about how interesting the marketing conference, Rock Conference of HSMAI will be in relationship to high tech in September in Dallas and how that relates to how people will be attending and how they're going to interact. Um, 
We talked about apps for hotels and how to create more interfaces, similar to our restaurant discussion to that. Um, we talked about the full utilization of SaaS platforms. Um, I also brought up an interesting idea for American Sign Language. I noticed that when I went to look, there was no real good app or program really that would translate text into ASL, American Sign Language, um, for a visualization of dialogue. I thought it would be very fascinating if somebody created an app that would um, basically take either text or speech and then translate that into ASL, basic ASL, for somebody that has that is hearing impaired or challenged to go over and um, um, see what it is that I was trying to talk about, if, if lip reading is a little bit more of a challenge or something, or just the availability of showing it on a website, perhaps. Um, we also talked about how brands, how they might emerge. We talked about the financial re uh, review that Robert Cole had done in his previous newsletter from the week before of how poorly the brands um, are performing, both historically and currently, and the hole that they're in as to their performance ratios and their investment value and investors and what have you. So it was a discussion as to how brands might be emerging from COVID, what they can do, what they should be doing, what they're not doing. Um, uh, also, we talked about timelines, the reality of the timelines as to the emergence of people's travel and the types of travel they're doing and what they're coming into the market seeing. We see premium prices for things and they're not getting premium service by paying those premium prices and what's the real long-term value or loss of value by doing that. So those were topics that we talked about on the live show. We certainly welcome you to play back that live show. It will be on our TV channel and also on playback for all the things that, that we normally do, which is on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. Um, all of those are simulcast all the time, uh, but they're also now on our hospitalitychannel.tv. The news item I wanted to toss into uh the, the, the dialogue today was one that's how, how virtual tourism can rebuild travel for post-pandemic world. I'm a geek at heart and technology is a thing and I'm a huge VR fan right now. I have the Quest 2. Uh, I love traveling the world with the VR, um, going to the space station as if I was there, riding roller coasters, uh, also playing VR games, which are amazingly immersive and, and very interesting. But there's this whole upside to VR that I think is just emerging into our mainstream conscious, and that is how VR can be used to become tourists again. Um, we as things get more expensive, and there's limitations that are still in existence of where and how we can travel. And also, for to be honest, there's also physical physical limitations of people that they're unable. Not everybody can dive the Great Barrier Reef. Not everybody can skydive over Utah. Not everybody can motocross. Not everybody can. Uh, 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 dragon boat paddle, uh, but it's not as if they don't want to see what that experience might be like. I mean, of course, it doesn't replace being there, but this is the closest visual representation we have in technology now about being able to visually be there and audibly be there uh, to give a perspective of it. And it gives us a chance to explore things that we normally wouldn't be able to explore, go places. I mean, me physically, I'm not going to go up a whole, I'm not going to go up uh, Heaven's Stairway in China, but I sure would love to see what it looks like going up it and being at the top of it. Um, you know, it is physically limited for one, but I'm not going to be making it in China anytime soon again. And I'm probably, you know, be hard pressed to get there to see it in person. And even if I did, am I going to be able to make up all 999 stairs? I doubt it. But I love to see it. 
So virtual tourism, being able to see that, putting the headset on and looking around as if you're there and going up the stairs that somebody else walked that you're getting to participate in is pretty cool stuff, especially with the cost of technology being as low as it is now. Quest 2 uh, is $299 and you get to do this stuff. A camera that does 360 videos is $399 and you get to do all this stuff and record all this stuff. It's amazing what technology can do. So virtual tourism, VR tourism is turning into a thing. I don't know if most people know that YouTube actually has a whole VR channel of, of stuff. YouTube does that most people don't even know exists. And that's out there. So how can we use VR to build tourism, expose our destination to people? You may say, well, not everybody has those headsets and stuff. You're right. But it's a growing multi-million person audience that does. And there's the experience of those that may be indigent are not able to travel anymore, that are, are, are bed bound or in, 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 in retirement homes and so forth, that might totally enjoy the experience of your trip and or your destination by putting on the headset and looking around as if they were there. There's amazing potential to this. So it's one of my things that I thought would, I really latched onto with the news articles that uh, Robert had provided. The article came from weforum.org. Uh, of course, those, that link and all the show notes are in this uh, episode of the podcast as well as the live show. But how tourism can rebuild travel, uh, how, how virtual tourism can rebuild travel for a post-pandemic world was the article. I said the link will be in our, in our notes. So remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn Podcast, Audible. The list goes on. 39 platforms and counting. We're even on Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. Just ask to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast on any of those platforms and it'll play this episode. Until next week, we'll play the next episode. Uh, but no matter which one you may use, if you like this show, please rate us and leave us a comment that allows others to find us and it gives us feedback as to what you like or have comments about what we did or didn't do. I answer each and every email that's sent to me. So please give me your comments and it helps again others find us as well. Um, also, if this is your first time hearing us, by all means, subscribe to us on the platform that you discovered us on or the other 39 platforms that we're on. Um, and as always, we have an archive of all previous podcasts, this one included at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcasts. And don't forget our live video link, to, uh, a video talk show that we do uh, that you can join and participate in every Friday. That's simulcast on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, all the platforms. That's 1130 a.m. Eastern U.S. time called This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the live show. And for that, you can simply go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. There you'll see our, the previous recording of the episode of today of 302 plus all previous 301 shows in the archive list as well again all show notes and links are in there also as a reminder we do a uh, clubhouse for those who have the app um, which is now on apple and android uh, we do it every monday through thursday at noon eastern time it's an open forum discussion about anything and everything in hospitality we've had some great conversations as you can see which has inspired our podcast dialogue today about restaurants but you can join us there there is no recordings of those that is part of the platform it's fomo if you're missing out if you're not there you don't get to hear what we talk about but you can certainly join in and participate it's like a halfway house of podcasts and also again as a reminder to everyone we have launched our hospitality channel.tv our live linear tv channel that is available at hospitalitychannel.tv and also you can get it now or will be next week on roku google uh, play uh, apple tv 
and Amazon TV, which includes Kindle and Fire Sticks and all iPads, phones, and everything else that plays on all of them. That is a subscription service. I think we're starting out at a $4.99 monthly fee, but you get the first seven days free to try and see if you like the content that's on it. And there'll be exclusive content of not just our shows and our podcasts, but also of uh, coverage of events and also teachings and lessons and presentations of industry professionals from around the world. So hopefully you enjoy that as well. So for all of that, thank you for the privilege of your time. And we look forward to talking to and this is Lauren Gray. Thank you. And we look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 302 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing and in support of the HSMAI, Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, All Right Reserved Copyright 2021. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.